Hi, it's Jamie, progressive number one, number two employee. Leave a message at the... Hey, Jamie, it's me, Jamie. This is your daily pep talk. I know it's been rough going ever since people found out about your acapella group, Mad Harmony, but you will bounce back. I mean, you're the guy always helping people find coverage options with the Name Your Price tool. It should be you giving me the pep talk. Now get out there, hit that high note, and take Mad Harmony all the way to nationals this year! Sorry, this is pitchy. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You are Locked On Mavericks, your daily podcast on the Dallas Mavericks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team, every day. This is going to be huge. Welcome. You are locked on the Dallas Mavericks. My name is Nick Angstead, media member at DallasSportsFanatic.com, and I am joined by the first time I've had a guest host on the Locked On Mavericks podcast. It is Dave Dufour. Dave, what you got for me? Uh, I don't, I don't, I don't know what I have for you. That's kind of a loaded question. <laughs> I, uh, I'm excited to be locked on. I'm not only locked on, I'm also locked in. To the Dallas Mavericks offseason, which I know is the the topic of the day. Always. Well, Isaac always gives me a question after I do the intro. So I I I have a question. Wait, is it a basketball question or just a life question? Sometimes it's a life question. Sometimes it's a basketball question. Sometimes it's like, what are you doing for 4th of July? And I'm like, I'm doing What did you do for 4th of July? I mean, uh, just for the listeners out there, it is 8 p.m. Pacific. On Fourth of July, so uh, well, well, we're 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 Dallas here, so it's 10 p.m. It's 10 p.m. Central Time. Let's not do any of this what specific did you do? stuff. What did you do for Fourth of July? I didn't really do anything. Okay, I just got home from dinner, so um, <laughs> you know Pacific Time, actually Arizona Time, which is even more confusing to everyone. So. To everybody. So Dave is joining us. He is uh, affectionately known and and professionally known as Coach Dave, both ways. And uh, he's at Dave Dufour NBA on Twitter. I'll put that in the description. His uh, his podcast is on the NBA with Coach Dave, and he also uh, what are you what are you a contributor or are you like the official co-host? Because you and Coach Dave have the same on B-ball so- breakdown. Yeah, on Coach- the B. On the B-Ball Breakdown podcast. like I'm the co-host. Yeah. You know what? I'm the co-host. I, I probably <laughs> need to go ahead and update the Twitter the Twitter bio. You know, it's not something I pay a lot of attention to. Um I did just change the Twitter name, though. Just, we just had a just, whole conversation about yeah, this. Yeah, <laughs> we did. Well, you know, I spent so much time doing front office and, and salary cap stuff and answering those questions. And, and, you know, yes, I am a basketball coach, but also I pay attention to this other stuff as well. And I and I try to be knowledgeable in it. And I feel like sometimes the coach stuff gets in the way of that. Um, and so this was just sort of a way to make it a little bit easier. Not to mention I got yelled at because uh, having a number in your – your Twitter handle apparently confuses people. So yeah, I had to, I had to lose that one. Yeah. Had to lose that. And you have, you and coach Nick have this thing that like Danny LaRue and Nate Duncan have where you're, it's obviously your co-host, but like Nate Duncan's name is on the podcast. So it's like, right. it's his thing. Yeah. It is the people breakdown podcast, but really, I mean, you know, if, if we're being honest here, I'm the star of the show. I mean, <laughs> you know, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna just pull all the attention on myself, but uh, you know, I, I am for sure the reason that we're in the top 200 on iTunes. There you go. Speaking just, of the speaking you know, of the star of the right. show, let me get your thoughts on <laughs> let me get your thoughts on Dennis Smith Jr. because oh man, he dropped to the Mavericks at nine. And do you think that's a drop, or do you think that that was exactly where he should have gone? I, no, I think it. All right, so if you look at the draft projections, that's around where people were projecting him. But I think it was a drop because I firmly believe he was the best. He he's the best player in this draft. 
I, and I think in five years that that will prove itself to be true. Wow. Um, he's coming off an ACL injury, but he's one of the most athletic guys I've seen in person. I saw him last year, last summer at Adidas Nations. Uh, prior to the NC State stuff. And I, I think NC State was kind of a weird situation for him. He didn't really have any good players around him. So it's hard to kind of blame him for what was happening there. But he's such an amazing athlete. And you watch him in a pick and roll. You watch him. I mean, his transition game is just incredible. And Dallas is sort of like the perfect fit for him. I mean, yes, he dropped to number nine. But I think if he could have chosen a spot in the lottery to go, I think that's the right one. And, you know, he's got a great pick and roll partner in Nerland Snowell, who should be coming back on a max deal. Right. <clears throat> who will Get be done. Will be. And, you know, and I and I said this the day he was drafted, you could have the most lopsided from an athletic standpoint, pick and roll in the league in that one four Dennis Smith, Dirk Nowitzki pick and roll. <laughs> it will also be one of the most effective pick and rolls in the league. I mean, you can't fall as, as an athletic point guard who can still shoot the ball a little bit. You couldn't fall into a better situation than Dennis Smith did. Especially with like, they have vets. You look at some of these teams like the Lakers and their vets are like Lou all dang. I mean, really, really good vet, but Dirk Nowitzki is your is your vet. <laughs> I mean, how, how much better can it get at that point? And he has, you know, one of the best pick and pop, you know, partners of all time in Dirk Nowitzki now that he's going to be playing with. And the coach thing is is interesting from from last year and the, all the NC State stuff is is fascinating to me. Just how that sort of tore down and what that can do because we look at these one and done guys and the sample size is so small that we we put it all under a microscope. And if you're in a bad situation, like. If I'm in a bad traffic situation, I'm not as good of a driver as I normally would just like driving down the street. You know, I, I you know, sometimes don't pay attention. If it, the traffic's going slow, I'm like looking at my phone. I don't text. All right, just, look, guys, if, if my, you see a blue if, Honda Odyssey <laughs> with Mavericks plates, just avoid it in traffic. If my it, mom is if my mom is listening. I don't text and drive, but I do tweet and drive. No, I'm just kidding. So but like you, you put it under that context, then you're not going to have as good of a season. And so Dennis Smith Jr. in that weird situation where his coach, Mark Gottfried, is now one of the assistant coaches of the Mavericks Orlando Summer League team, which I don't know. I really don't even know what that means. You're, you're a coach, so if you're... You can't judge it. You can't judge it. You can't judge those guys. You know, um... Not them, but for the Mavericks. Like, what do the Mavericks get out of this? Uh, I don't know what they get out of, out of that. <laughs> I mean, in particular, um, I, I am... I think I'm renowned for being pretty low on college coaches. I think that college coaches like coach Cal Calipari, uh, he's a great recruiter. I don't know if I'd call him a great coach, you know, owns, like owns I, the I room wherever he goes. A, absolutely. And that's important. But, but I think with X's and O's in the NBA, that matters a little bit more. Um, whereas with college, if you've got the faster ponies, you're normally going to win the race. Whereas in the NBA, you can have guys who are a little bit slower. I mean, look at what coach Carlisle did last summer or I mean last year, look at what uh, coach Spolstra did last year. They obviously didn't have as much talent every, as everyone else and they still stay competitive. So I just think that in the NBA, ha being a good coach matters a lot more than in college. Um, so I don't know that what that gets them. <laughs> I don't, I don't know if that does anything, but, but I, I firmly believe in Dennis Smith. I, I think his talent will win out. And I think coach Carlisle is a good guy to, to have with him. I mean, you know, Carlisle is the kind of guy he's going to be out there with the stopwatch every day. Like he's, yeah. and, and, you know, not, not to toot my own horn, but I'm on the court with my players every day. And I mean, obviously not at the same level as, as Rick Carlisle, but I'm on my court. I'm out there. I'm on there sweating. You know, I'm working with these guys. And, and I think 
Rick Carlisle does the same thing as well. He's out there with the stopwatch. He's timing these guys in their shuttle runs. He's doing all these things. He's pushing them rather than just handing it off to an assistant or a, or a skill development guy. And I think that that matters quite a bit uh, as far as respect goes and then getting the most out of your players. Because if, if you've got that sort of top-down approach rather than delegating you know, to guys that don't have the, the, the in-game power, you know, if, if you hand that off to a player development guy who has no power over the minutes in a game, it's not nearly as impactful as the head coach who literally decides all of the rotations. Yeah. And I think that sort of stuff matters. And I think Dennis Smith will benefit greatly from that. I don't think he had that in college. He was by far and away the most talented player on that team. No one was challenging him at all in practice every day. And, you know, when you go to Dallas, you've got Devin Harris, who is a pro's pro, and he's going to go out there and compete every day in practice against Dennis Smith. You've got Yogi Ferrell, who, you know, one of the best stories in the NBA last year, you know, and and he's going to go out there and he's going to fight tooth and nail. You've got, uh, just all of these guys, I mean, Dirk Nowitzki, who's a Hall of Famer, you've got all these guys that you, that you can pick up things from. And, and I firmly believe that Dennis Smith is a gamer. And I think that sort of stuff matters. I think that environment matters. I, I think he's going to do well. I think he's going to thrive. To me, he's going to be the rookie of the year. Like, that's my favorite for rookie of the year. Did I just steal? Did I just <laughs> no, no. On your that, no, that's, that's <laughs> totally something we've been talking about already. And the path is really clear for him. And, and two of the signings that we saw today – on the the Kings, you saw George Hill, and you also saw Zach Randolph going to the Kings. That takes that pretty much takes like De'Aaron Fox out of the running, right? Because all his minutes are pretty much taken up. Not all of them, obviously, I, but I totally disagree with that signing so much on so many levels. If it was, a, I mean, great great for George Hill because the market dried up for him. Yeah, but oh, for the Kings, they were doing so well. They had such a good off season. Actually, they they'd been doing really really well after they moved. DeMarcus Cousins. And I mean, this is not, by the way, this is not like they over, they didn't overpay for someone. They just, yeah, I just that was like that they, pretty much market value for him. It was. And, and it's not a long contract. Same with the Zebo contract. They're not long contracts and they're good dudes to have around. If you're trying to change the culture, those are two good guys to have. So this is not abysmal. This is not signing Rudy Gay to like a $40 million con- five year contract guaranteed right like the, been there done that haven't that. they <laughs> right. yeah this is not that this is this is so let let me measure this take before it comes out i just think for this team it was a bad idea because this team is one that you want to compete in three to four years maybe five years you know you want to build them up and, and you want to go young sort of like what the sixers have done the last few seasons and by bringing these guys in now you're you're taking minutes away from the young guys De'Aaron fox buddy healed uh, Scal you know, these guys, you're yeah. taking those minutes away. You're giving them to veterans unless the plan is to trade them, you know, this year at the deadline for, for picks or whatever. I, I don't see the point. Yeah. If it was for a one year deal, like what, what Philadelphia did, they did those one year deals. And even if like, let's say, and I don't know if we know this or not, but if Zach Randolph's deal is like one guaranteed and then the second one is a team option, like I could totally, that I would be all in for that deal. Like I think Zach Randolph's a, a really great player to have on that team that has basically no vets and, and <laughs> nobody really even wanted to go there. But all right, back to the back to the Mavericks. So we have, you know, Dennis Smith Jr. We're both going to be there to see him at Summer League. And what kind of expectations can Mavs fans look at Dennis Smith Jr. Like, is he a guy that in summer, in summer league, summer league's kind of a different game. They play less minutes. There's, you know, it's 
kind of weird because guards really dominated. It's even more guard dominated than I think the D League <laughs> is at some points because you know it's they're almost like AAU teams. You're just throwing them together and you're just throwing them out there. I think the Mavericks are going to have three practices before they go out to Vegas. Uh, the first one is tomorrow, I think, they're going to have. Or today, while you guys are listening to this. You're listening to this on a Wednesday. So their first one will be today, so you'll hear some of that happen. What are some expectations you have? Like, Is this is he going to come out, run out of the gate, score 20 points a game, or is this oh. going to be something that it's going to take a little while to jump into? I think, I think in Summer League, he's going to come out and he's going to try to put up 80 a game. <laughs> That's what I expect. I mean, I mean, let's let's just go ahead and I'll jump right out there. I mean, I think summer league, and and this is the funny thing, like about summer league. I don't think it's great, uh, a great indicator of future performance, but you can see a lot of tools, yeah. right? This is why, like, I'm really high on Jalen Brown. He's got a lot of these tools, and we've seen them in summer league, maybe that we didn't see in the regular season, um, but but performance, like, you can't judge. Like, I can't tell you Jalen Brown's going to score. 40 points a game next year because he's been he because he dropped 28 in a summer league game. But what I can tell you is, <laughs> or because I've one man him, has done that ever, <laughs> right? But, but what I can tell you is, I, I've seen him hit pull up threes in transition. I've seen him put the ball on the floor and do this and get to the hoop and stuff like that. And so I, I think what you're going to see out of Dennis Smith, I think he's going to be gunning for sure because there's no one on the court that's going to be anywhere close to his level, no matter who they're playing. Yeah, I think he, he is just so much better than everybody else. Even though, like, basically the entire Mavs bench is playing. You have Yogi Ferrell's playing, Dorian Finney-Smith's playing, Nico Brasino, AJ Hammonds, like that's and Dennis yep. Smith Jr. That's going to be like as good as Dennis Smith. Nope. Which is None. super encouraging for Mavs fans that had to sit through and watch. And probably one of the most exciting parts of the entire season for Mavericks fans last year was Yogi Ferrell and Yogi Mania. And Absolutely. Dennis Smith Jr. is, but is only because above. It's only because of the low expectations that they had for Yogi Ferrell. And what I'm telling you is you can have high expectations for Dennis Smith, and I'm pretty sure he's going to surpass him. This guy is going to be good. There's a great chance that he's the best player out of this draft. I mean, there's a very good chance. He is so athletic. The ACL injury is is a big concern for a lot of these teams, which is part of why he dropped to, to nine. And, and then also for some reason because he went to NC State. Like if he had gone to Kentucky – He's probably going four or five. Dang. Straight up. Yeah. I mean, that's just the truth. You heard it from somebody else, from from a different voice than us, because we've been saying this basically all summer. (laughs) But now, finally, you know, somebody else gets to say it. So let me get your take before I move on to uh, my theory about why the Mavericks are staying silent. And I really want to get to that because it's been a weird time and Mavs fans are kind of freaking out and there's. You know, they're like, what are we doing? We're doing nothing. And if you go on Mavs Nation Facebook group that I know that we talk about a lot because this, the worst takes in the world are, you know, surfaced there that some of those people are jumping off cliffs. But two players that have been in all the trade rumors that have ever come up for the Mavericks this summer. What are what are your thoughts on a player like Wes Matthews and Dwight Powell? Where do you where do you value them? Where do you see those guys? Because they were brought up in a ton of trade rumors and some people value them like there was a guy, and this we used it as a Sottenham shame, which we call the Sottenham shame a uh, you know the worst trades or the worst offseason plans that you can find, and we have people send them to us. 
And this guy said, Wes Matthews in a second round pick for Clay Thompson. Who says no? And we're like, obviously, like uh, the Warriors, Warriors do. But just to get – and then some people are like, we can't even get a second round pick for Wes Matthews. So, like, there's two ends of the spectrum. What, oh, you can get a second round pick for Wes Matthews. Where do Wes, you, Ma- Wes Matthews can be a starter on a championship team. He just can't can't be one of the three best players on a championship team. You, does that make sense? Oh, yeah. He yeah. could be like a fourth or fifth guy on a, on a championship team, but not one of your three best players. So he's not no. he's not garbage. <laughs> no, you can tell no, people that. not at all. No, he's above average. And, and you know, what, what stinks is obviously Wes Matthews now is not the player he was pre Achilles injury, yeah. you know, um, but he's still a good shooter. He's still a decent defender. Um, you know, I, I'd love to see him be able to play a little bit more small ball four, which probably sounds crazy, but played a lot of three last year. Got pretty close, right. but. But I just don't think he can guard people on the wing anymore. Um, I, I think maybe if he's guarding slower guys, he's okay. But what, like you put him, I mean, like Pat McCaw, I feel like would just make him look dumb. And, I mean, I hate to say that because I love Wesley Matthews, but unless he can get physical with a guy, I don't, I don't know how much his defense is is worth anymore. Um, yeah, I like you're not trading him for for Clay Thompson. That just no, isn't happening. No, it's not there. Um, you know, his value around the league, I, I would guess, you know, a playoff team would probably give you like a late first round pick for him. But that's all you're going to get. You're not going to get a player and a pick for him if that's what you're looking for. I, I don't know. I'm a, I'm it's weird. I feel like Dallas fans are, are really down on Clay uh, on Clay Matthews, <laughs> on Wesley Matthews. They're also da- Dallas fans are real down on Clay Matthews. Uh, yeah. Not yeah. Fans. Um, <laughs> but but. You know, I mean, he's a good player. He's not a bad player. Like, I think that he has a place in the league. I I don't, I don't think that, uh, I mean, he's probably better than 15 other shooting guards. We need to bring you on just for, just to talk, basically talk some of these Mavs fans off the edge because we get tweets about Wes Matthews is trash and we need to send him away and like, we just need to get rid of him. What about Dwight Powell? Because my co-host Isaac Harris goes on and on about how Dwight Powell is, you know, not living up to his contract. He is, you know, Two, he has two more years left on his, or three more years left on his deal. Nine million this year, nine and a half million the next year, and then a player option of ten million after that. And That's says says that it's a ridiculous deal, and said that he's not worth it. It doesn't do anything good. And, and what is your where, I mean, where do you value him? Okay, so if you if you look at Sean Livingston's making like eight million a year, I mean, so like nine is like bench money, especially for a young guy. I mean, is it an overpay a little bit? I guess you know. Um, I would rather have Anderson. You back, you know, and, and maybe yeah. you send him out. Right. But, but that's too late. Right. Um, I think he's fine. I, I don't know. I mean, I think people maybe are just rushing to judgment a little bit. You just watch him too much. I think at some point yeah, you, like, you talk yourself in and out of guys. <laughs> it's like, if you're, if you're, you know, married to or dating a hot chick, you're going to find some, some problems with them. Um, so Dwight, Powell, Dwight Powell is a hot Dwight chick. Powell is a hot chick. <laughs> Dwight Powell is like a, an okay chick. That's good at cooking. Oh man, I'm gonna get I'm gonna get hammered for this. Uh, but but you know he's <laughs> okay. Dave I mean, he's, NBA. <laughs> oh good god. Uh, no, he's 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 a fine player. I think. I mean, in the in the grand scheme of things, is he overpaid? I, I don't think so. I mean, what is Brandon Knight making? Yeah, like you know, sixteen, like, right? 14, yeah, yeah, fourteen, sixteen, something like that. I mean, so yeah, I mean, he's fine. He's making bench player money. He's still a rotation player. All right, I can't wait for Isaac to listen to this and be like, "What are you talking about?" That's yeah, fine. Next time, next time, make sure Isaac's on this. <laughs> For sure. All right. So 
the Mavericks have been silent, right? They're, they've been rumored to, t- you know, to talk to a couple free agents. There's been, you know, Kyle Lowry that was out there a little bit. And I think that was maybe more for leverage on, on his side. There's the Drew Holiday stuff, which I think was the exact same thing. There was a little bit about Michael Carter-Williams. And there was some on Mike Muscala. And that, you know, the word on that's kind of still out. But Those aren't even worth talking about? No. not Because they don't affect the team whatsoever? Because those guys won't play? No. Yeah, and they won't. So there's just been little things here and there. But for the most part, and this is really weird for the Mavericks because the last five years you've seen them chase all the big fish. And, you know, Mavs fans are are split on this. They're saying, well, either we're going to, you know, either they want to chase the big fish and win now or they, you know, are good with the youth movement. And somehow it seems split, and I'm not really sure why. We did a a poll on our, our Twitter feed and said, would you take Blake Griffin on the roster? And we got a thousand votes, and it was fifty percent no, fifty percent yes. And so, to me, that says that they they either want to win now or they want to go with the youth movement because I don't think they think Blake Griffin represents the youth movement. It, it was a little weird. Yeah, but, I mean, he is old. <laughs> just the, the injuries, and he's not sure. Just, he's, yeah, he's older gonna, than yeah. the core of this group. Anyway, he's off his rookie deals. <laughs> yeah, and he'll get a lot of money. But yeah. this this is my theory about why the Mavericks are silent. If you guys remember. During the draft, there was, you know, there's the draft broadcast. There's, you know, the, the, you know, the ESPN broadcast that you see. And then there's like the Woj broadcast that was before Woj and before Woj merged himself with, with ESPN and became this like, you know, dominant reporting figure, but Woj, Woj PN, <laughs> Woj SPN. And, uh, before he was getting lost running at, in and out of corridors, I loved it. <laughs> what a great love that. Yes. And, so Woj would tweet out the picks before they happen. And so if you were following Woj's Twitter feed, you knew the picks maybe two or three in advance until you got to the Mavericks at number nine. And it went Woj silent. We didn't hear from Woj. We didn't know what was going on. It was like me and Isaac were both sitting together. We were at the AAC and we were a little nervous. We were saying, oh no, they're going to trade it. They're going to do something stupid. They're going to trade it for like a sign and trade for Kyle Lowry or something, you know, something that would be the complete opposite direction of what the team would want to go. And so then it came up, you know, Neil Aquino was taken by the Knicks and then Dennis Smith Jr. And everything was fine at that point. And then an article came out in the Dallas morning news. And this is Brad Townsend that wrote this. And it was the title was How Mark Cuban Made Sure the Mavs' Dennis Smith Jr. pick didn't get leaked to Woj. And Dave, I don't know if you read this or not, but this is this is fascinating to me. I did not, so I'm, I'm excited to hear this. Okay, so I'll, I'll explain it to you for everybody that didn't listen to it. To everybody that doesn't want to pay for the Dallas Morning News' paywall, I'm going to explain well, to you. Well, you should pay for the Dallas Morning News. It's important to support your local paper. For everyone that doesn't, though, I'm just going to explain this specific story. Everything else you can get. All the cowboy stuff you can get on but your own. But please, go sign up and pay for your local newspaper. Yeah, you should. Yeah. So Cuban said... To his staff, he didn't want it to get out. He said, "When I'm on the phone, everybody shut up. If this gets out to Wojo, and that's how he that's how he calls him is Wojo. This but gets, he's not Wojciechowski. It's okay. Oh, <laughs> this gets right, out to Wojo right. before our pick. Whoever whoever leaked it is going to be fired. He straight up said that to everybody. Then he made everyone lay their phones out on the table in an open space so that everybody could see it. And he said." Okay, now we're going to give Woj a pump fake. No one touch your phone or you're fired. And so before the Knicks were making their pick, all of a sudden all these phones go off all over the room, all over their war room. They, they, they're sitting in their war room. They're sitting in like a semicircle almost. And then there's TVs and stuff. And one of their TVs even had TweetDeck on it that was getting you know Woj and Chad Ford and Brian Windhorst and all these guys' tweets going up in it. 
And so all their phones were going off and they didn't, you know, didn't want it to get out. Mark Cuban was saying, you know, no, we don't want, you know, all this to get out. And then Woj tweeted that the Knicks picked Neil Akina and some of the people in the room wanted to, to celebrate. Some of the people in the room wanted to, you know, to cheer and high five and blah, blah, blah. We got our guy. We got Dennis Smith Jr. And Mark Cuban says, no. He said, just because it's reported doesn't mean it's true. I've seen crazier things happen. And the crazier thing that happened, obviously, we all remember. Donald Trump being president. <laughs> obviously that. And then the DeAndre Jordan situation from two years ago. Oh, yes. That we oh are God. at right now where it was reported and it was out there and it was signed. And, you know, all these reports are coming out. And so the Mavericks have been and Mark Cuban has been literally the subject of these situations where we've seen these reports come out. And so not that this is a direct correlation, but if the Mavericks were being that secretive in the draft process, why wouldn't they do the same during the free agency process where we saw it today? We saw it today where Gordon Hayward wanted to control his own narrative. And a lot of, and a lot of these athletes want to do it where they, they want to control their own narrative, put out their players tribune thing, put out their own website thing, do the decision on TV, do some sort of, you know, thing that they want to do, which I think all athletes should do. I, you know, am in this business. I think actually we should just do one big show where everyone does the decision. It should be like like college signing day. Now there's tons yeah. of stuff wrong with NCAA and recruiting violations and all that stuff. You know, Charles Barkley came to Dirk's you know charity baseball game and said that they were they would pay Dirk you know as much money as he could possibly want to come to Auburn <laughs> before he went there. That was a couple of years ago. But why wouldn't the Mavericks try to stay media silent and Woj silent? in free agency is that insane uh i mean i'm with you i get it i, I understand what you're what you're saying but i also think uh they just weren't going to be able to sign anybody <laughs> i mean you know it's not like they're the warriors out there uh getting like omer and caspi right like they're they're not at that point right now it's fantastic um i'm looking at their their cap sheet right now because you know i'm a nerd and uh pretty sure they're over the cap is that correct if yes they, they are they, over if, the cap if they if they take back if they they take back nerlands and they take back you know dirk for whatever he's gonna make then they're over the cap they can get to about 15 to 18 million caps right so they're over the cap. Let's just say functionally, right? Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, so they're not really in the mix for a lot of people. Now, while I'm with you on, um, you know, kind of moving in silence a little bit, I think that that's, a, that's not the worst tack to take. Um, it, it also, part of that is that I just think they're not very active. So not to just shoot a hole right in your whole theory, but we're trying to give people hope here, Dave. We're trying to give well, people no, no. hope. <laughs> hey, he, the, the hope is Dennis Smith Jr. Yeah. And Nerlens Noel. It's a yeah. full season of those two guys together. And also look, man, I'm really high on Harrison Barnes. I think Harrison Barnes is a good player. I think what we saw last year where Carlisle used him a little bit like Dirk, I think he could be that sort of guy, you know, like high usage ISO guy. He can get you 20 to 24 points a game. We didn't get to see it in Golden State. And yes, he had some struggles last year, but it was also the first time he was doing it. I think we're going to see another leap, a little mini leap from Harrison Barnett next year. I think he's going to be better. And I think he'll play more at the four because I, I expect them to limit Dirk's minutes even more. I, I think Dirk should be at like 20 minutes a game next season. Yeah, which would make which will make some Mavs fans happy and some not. Play him when it's important. Play him when it's important. 
and that's and that's it. And leave the rest of the young guys. And this this core should be awesome. And Harris and if Dennis Smith Jr. is as good as we think he is and he should be, then Harrison Barnes being your second option looks starts to look really, really good than him being your first option. For sure. Oh, I completely agree with that. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, you got to get past the money part, right? Like, so the money is the hard part. People look at Harrison Barnes and they say, well, he's making how much? Yeah. And he's doing what? And he'll never and be an all-star. Like, you know. Right. And you have to understand that, you know, like in the East, he's an all-star because there just aren't that many good players. But also like the the way that the league is is set up, like a lot of these these salaries are all about when the guy is a free agent. And so for Harrison Barnes, it happened to work out perfectly that he was a free agent the same summer that Kevin Durant was a free agent and we had this huge cap spike. So he was getting a max deal no matter what. Sort of like Otto Porter this summer, right? Like there's yeah. no one like Otto Porter available. He's getting a max deal. Brooklyn just offered him four years, 106 million. Yeah. And and Washington's got a max. They have to match that. They have to max him out. So, uh, yeah, uh, you got to ignore the money part and look at how he fits on the team. And I think Harrison Barnes is a good player, and he fits really, really well with what Dallas wants to do. So whether the so whether the Mavericks are staying silent or whether they're just not a player in any of this and whether they're not you know having some scheme conjured up, it, it'll be okay. <laughs> the team is it has a great core to build around and it'll be good. The uh, Gordon Hayward situation cleared itself today. <laughs> it became more fuzzy and then it cleared himself. By the way, Gordon Hayward that you know Chris Chris Haynes tweets out it sources he's going to Boston. Then his agent, Barnstein, Barnstein, what's his name? Mark Bartlestein. Bartlestein. Mark Bartlestein comes out and says, like, you know, we need to regroup and rethink and blah, blah, blah. And then a couple hours ago, Gordon Hayward comes out with this, you know, thousand word, (laughs) like, odyssey on his whole career and everything and how he, you know, is going to go do some unfinished business with the Celtics. And I'm like, what what part of regroup did he had to just edit it a little? <laughs> like he had to edit his story a little bit more. What is I going think on? they were having server issues. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. So anyway, but for the Mavericks, this could have turned into a DeAndre Jordan 2.0 situation where you know he says you know it comes out that he's going to the Celtics, and then all of a sudden he goes back you know to Utah, and it becomes sort of that type of situation. But now for the Celtics, and you'd know this better than me, they have to clear some cap space. They can't just straight up sign him. Like they can't just bring him in. So there is going to be a little bit of shrapnel from this deal. So yes, which is unfortunate. <laughs> so what is the chance that the Mavericks can get on on any of this shrapnel? Whether it's Rozier or Marcus Smart, Jay Crowder coming back home. Well, I think I think Marcus Smart's the guy that's probably going to get moved, which is unfortunate for the Celtics because I would actually and this is going to be this is going to sound like a hot take. Uh, I'd rather have Marcus Smart than Gordon Hayward. I, I think that um, Gordon Hayward doesn't really move the needle very much for the Boston Celtics. So instead of losing to the Cavs in five games, they may be losing six, but probably five again. Uh, Marcus Smart what he brings on defense is more important than what you're going to get out of Gordon Hayward. I I mean, this is, again, this is just my opinion. I I mean, I only watched 55 jazz games last year and 65 Celtics games last year. So what the hell do I know? Do you keep a checklist? Um, Do you go, you go check? I do. (laughs) No, I do. All right. This is, you know, just a little segue. I do actually keep a checklist because I want to make sure that I'm giving these teams their due diligence during the season. And it's, it's an incredible amount of hours that I spend watching these games. 
But there are teams that I only watch, like like the Philadelphia 76ers, I only watch the 31 games that Embiid yeah. played. <laughs> What's the point of watching anything it's, else? I mean, but it's the truth, right? Like you can't judge that team minus Embiid. It just, it's a different team. So it just wasn't worth it to watch those non Embiid games. So I can't tell you everything about TJ McConnell. I can tell you that when Embiid's out there, I, I don't like TJ McConnell. I don't know how he is without, without Embiid, but you know, um, so just, just to kind of like add some, uh, you know, a little bit of context to, to this opinion. I don't know that Gordon Hayward moves the needle enough for the Celtics. I actually think if he had gone to Miami, now you've got now you're talking now you've got something there like he adds something to Miami that that he doesn't add to Boston I think Boston has a bunch of guys that kind of do the same thing as him like I mean Jay Crowder shoots over 40 percent can guard two through four and doesn't need the ball in his hands to me that's more valuable for Boston than Gordon Hayward is whereas Miami could use a secondary playmaker next to Drogic. So, you know, I I'm looking at team fit when I'm thinking about this as well. Um but but anyway, so I think Marcus Smart it seems like he's the guy that's on his way out and I think if I mean if somehow the Mavericks could get him, uh, like I don't know what you do because you you really can't play him at the 2. He can guard 1 through 5 in a pinch. You know, like on a switch, Man. like he he can guard centers. Uh, he's an elite defender. I mean, not not just like a good defender. He's an elite defender. He's like in the top ten in the league. Um, I like his playmaking. His shooting has bugged the hell out of me. I really <laughs> thought he was going to make a turn. You know, but but he also hurt his ankle again at the beginning of last season. I think it bothered him all year. So you know, we'll see. We saw in the playoffs, like he shot the ball fairly well. Um, I mean, if somehow the Mavericks could get a guy like Marcus Smart, first of all, he's a perfect Carlisle guy. Yeah. Because he's going to go out there. He's going to break his face before he, like, yeah. quits. You know, He'd be like 22-year-old like Wes Matthews. Just, you know. Yeah, exactly. And, and I mean, you know, just a complete bulldog. Um, but, but you just got Dennis Smith. I don't know that they can necessarily play next to each other. Although, I mean, maybe a little bit. If Smart could shoot better, you could play him a little bit at the two. But I, I don't like him there. I like him better at the one. Um, and so I don't know if the Mavs should go after him. If Jay Crowder's available, I think there's, you know, there's 29 other teams that would love to have Jay Crowder. Seriously. There's probably 20 other teams that would like to have Marcus Smart. You know, and, and so, like, um, they definitely they, – they could be in on it. I wouldn't expect them to be, especially not with the way that they've acted all summer. I mean, they it seems like they're kind of taking a wait-and-see approach to everything, including Nerland's Noel, which, you know, right now it looks – I mean, maybe Nerland's winds up signing a qualifying offer because there's just nothing out there. And let's finish it off with the – well, before we move on to that. Yeah. There's 0% chance that the Shrapnel guys end up being one of Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum, right? Just complete, complete nope. zero. Everybody that's been saying that, it's there's no way. They're, those guys are way too valuable for them. Okay. It's not happening. So the Nerlens Noel thing. Bobby Marks tweeted out today. He's a former GM. Guy knows what he's talking Former assistant GM. <laughs> former front office guy. Uh, he knows what he's talking about. He said, this is not a good market to be a restricted free agent. Teams with restricted free agents have a clear advantage with the pool of shrinking cap space. For Nerlens Noel, the storyline that has been, you know, that we've talked about basically since the end of the season has been not if, but when. When is he going to come back and for how much? We, you know, I've gone all the way back and forth from, you know, is he going to get 15 a year? Is he going to get, you know, 25 a year, which would be his max? 
Where do you see that? Where do you see that falling for the for the Mavericks? And when do you see this getting done? You know, the market sort of dried up. I, I was under the assumption that Nerlens was going to be a max guy this summer. Yeah, I just thought, so you we. know what? For sure, it's a max. Um, but now, yeah, I don't know. I mean, uh, George Hill took less than twenty million. You know. I, I just don't know. Um, Otto Porter just got offered a max, but it's it's a wing league, and I think Otto, what Otto Porter does, shooting over forty percent from three, and playing lockdown defense on two through four, I think might be a little bit more valuable than what Nerlens Noel does. Yeah. Or at least it's valued more. Let's put it that way. Maybe it's not more valuable, but at the current point in time, it is valued more. So, uh, yeah, I mean. I don't know. There's there's a chance that uh, that Nerlens could go for the full max, but it all takes an irrational actor. You know, uh, what's the team like when when Washington comes out and maxes this Otto Porter offer? Does Brooklyn come in with a max offer for Nerlens? Does uh, Sacramento come in with a max offer? And that's essentially what it takes is is that. And so. You know, we could see him go anywhere from, I would assume, 18 at the lowest, you know, to the full max. But also, there's a there's half a chance he signs for the qualifying offer, and then he's an unrestricted free agent next summer. To me, that's the worst-case scenario for everyone, not just Nerlens, but also for Dallas. I think they should just go ahead and lock him down, try to, I mean, try to negotiate somewhere around 20, 21 million and keep him. I mean, you know, uh, Victor Oladipo is going to be making $21 million for the next four years and uh, hasn't been a quarter as productive as Nolan Noel has been for his career. So they they called that a salary dump. <laughs> it was a salary dump. Victor Oladipo. To... You got Paul George and dump salary. It's incredible. I mean, Sam Presti destroyed that trade. And they signed Patrick Patterson today, which is also a pretty good deal. Great, great signing. So the uh, – so for Nerlens Noel, the dark horse, you know, candidate that we have been talking about, me and Isaac, has been Atlanta, because Atlanta they got rid of Dwight Howard. They now are, you know, they've moved on from Paul Millsap. That they never even offered Paul Millsap apparently, and so they've gone into this complete rebuild. What do you think about Atlanta? Giving him. I mean, a max I think offer. there's there's for sure a chance they could do that. Um, but they've been really again. There's another team that's been really quiet. Really quiet. Uh, so, I mean, yeah, there, there's obvi- obviously always a chance. But Travis Schlenk, who's the new GM there who came from Golden State, I feel like he's taking a wait-and-see approach to this whole thing. I, if I had to guess, his plan is to be a dumping ground where he can take on picks for contenders to get rid of uh, big contracts. I would watch for him to take the Luol Deng contract. Wow. You know, like like something like that, right? Um, I don't know. I mean, Luol Deng going I, back to Atlanta? Well, but but it's after just the all, after all of that stuff, it's just money. Who cares? He doesn't have a choice, right? Like, I mean, he he's under contract, so they maybe they take him back and then they they stretch him or whatever or reach a buyout. And so, but but they well, to them it's just dead money. They're not right gonna there. be they're not gonna be good for a few years anyway. Yeah. So, um, yeah, I don't I don't know. I mean, you know, they could for sure offer a max deal to Nerlens. I don't know if it makes any sense for them. I don't know what they're thinking right now. I mean, I'm actually kind of surprised they're not trying to move Schroeder and I wouldn't be shocked if he was moved. So, yeah. so I just haven't heard anything. 
There you go. I just haven't heard anything is the, the theme of this podcast the last couple of days, <laughs> especially about the Mavericks. So thank- hey, not for lack of trying. I've been texting. I've been I've been like, you know, like <laughs> I, I wake up in the morning with like 40, 40 new texts and I'm not getting any more information than I had when I went to bed. So that's that's you know, it's good and bad. It's great to hear from people and to hear about the dogs and stuff. But it, like I'm trying to find out, hey, who's moving? What's happening? Shooter, shoot their shot, Dave D4. Hey, man, I've been shooting my shot. I've been shooting my shot all year. And we will continue to shoot our shots on the Locked On Mavericks podcast. Thanks so much to Dave D4, Coach Dave D4, for joining us. He's at Dave D4 NBA on Twitter, the On the NBA podcast with Coach Dave, and the B-Ball Breakdown podcast. Both good stuff. They get into the X's and O's. They get in the front office and the salary cap stuff. Also uh, make a lot of jokes. Don't make it sound really dry. I mean, it, you know, it's yeah, funny. You're no Nate Duncan, that's for sure. <laughs> we love Nate. But we he, love Nate. He's got his lane. You know, stay in your lane. And he knows wait, his lane. We love Nate. We love Nate. Nate is our friend. I listen to Nate's podcast. Every day. Every other day. Let me. <laughs> I listen to it every day. It's so Nate funny. and Danny are my guys. Yeah. I will not I will not accept any Nate slander on It's on not this slander. Podcast. I'm just saying it's it's okay. his lane. Right. He's staying in his lane. That is, is not my lane. It is. It is it is informational. Alright. Thanks so much, Dave. <laughs> Thanks. Peace out. Boom.